put the kettle on. It's time for some F&T. Here's your host, Kirsten Gentle. Welcome to FTNA's F&T Time, a new podcast and video series aimed at keeping the industry connected and updated. Welcome to another F&T Time. Today's guest is Tony Kirkup, the National Health and Safety Manager at AKD Softwoods and the 2021 winner of the Innovation in Health and Safety Award of Excellence at the National Forest Industry Awards organised by AFPA. Tony's nomination was outstanding and highlighted Tony's passion to drive a cultural shift around safety that has led to several initiatives throughout AKD and the wider community, which have had a meaningful and significant positive impact. Tony has a philosophy that she has driven throughout AKD that safety does not start or stop at the gate and that we must have a collective responsibility for the safety of self and others, both at work and at home. Over the past few years, Tony has used this philosophy to lead a significant cultural safety shift, resulting in a 20% reduction in AKD's LTIFR in financial year 2020 and a further 40% reduction the following financial year. Tony initiated a process where individuals provided statements and photos about why safety was important to them and what impact them being safe had on their families, and the response was simply amazing. For Tony, it was about changing mindsets and that safety is not just a legislative obligation, but a real and strong part of who we are as individuals and at her company AKD. In support of this, Tony went on to implement a National Safety Interaction Program and single-handedly introduced all AKD leaders to the process. Tony is passionate about SIs not being a tick and flick or document-led process and instead being about meaningful and regular conversations. Over 3,000 SIs have since occurred which led to discussions around safety to be normal and called on all within the business to provide safety improvement ideas, hugely contributing to their 40% LTIFR reduction. When Tony was recognised by winning this award, AKD CEO Shane Vickery said AKD is incredibly proud of both Tony and what she has achieved for AKD through her perseverance and persistence. Quite simply, Tony made safety personal and ingrained it in our behaviours and culture. Tony achieved this through driving a consistent message of it's not compliance, it's our collective responsibility to ourselves and our families. The real strength of what Tony has achieved is a system or a set of behaviours that are sustainable and owned by all employees, not requiring Tony's constant reinforcement. Tony has made AKD a safer place to work, and for that, Shane is incredibly grateful. I've invited Tony along today as I'd love our whole industry to adopt this passion for safety, and I found Tony's initiative brilliant, and luckily for FDMA members, AKD have said we can borrow it. So please welcome Tony Kirkup. Yeah, Tony, it's been a long uh, fight to get you here to F&T time. We've had sicknesses from me, sicknesses from you and a few hiccups, but it's great to welcome. So welcome to F&T time. Lovely, Kirsten. Thank you. I'm still struggling a little bit, so I do sound a little bit croaky still, but we'll carry on. Fantastic. So, Tony, I've just explained to listeners um, about you winning the Innovation and Health and Safety Award of Excellence. What did it mean for you to be to win this award and be recognised by your peers? Oh, look, surprising to be really honest. Um, for me, though, it's it's really not about a me award. Um, you know, it's about an AKD award, and I think the work that we've done over the last few years. I provide the tool, I provide the guidance, um, but, you know, none of my success is, you know, is possible without our workforce, our leaders. They're the ones that live and breathe and have to implement and, and do this stuff day in, day out. So, 
you know, I think the the steps, the ownership, the accountability, um, and the support of the business, you know, is what got us that award ultimately. So it was fantastic. I think it's really important, particularly as an industry, with trying to recruit. Um, and put the industry, you know, I think there's still a perception out there with, you know, sawmillers and number of fingers missing and we lug around logs and all the rest of it. And, that, you know, it's simply not the case. So I think it was really important as well to put the industry in, in lights a little bit and say, you know what, it's actually not like that. So that attraction piece, I think, is really important. So you've, you've obviously got a passion for the safety, but what course did you do? If it, is it a qualification or did you do on the job training. Could you talk about how you came into the role? Yeah, so I've um, I've done my qualifications. I've got an advanced diploma in um, OHNS. I've done other courses around incident investigation and changing safety culture, um, lead auditing, all the rest of the bits and pieces. But I think, Kirsten, it's for me, I started in a labouring position. So, you know, and having worked my way up and being part of that on-the-ground workforce has you know, has really been the success for where I am now. I can appreciate some of the challenges and some of the operational issues that people come across. And, you know, that real drive for me is is practicality. So one thing I love about our industry is our people. I think that our industry, we have the most amazing people and I'm very, I'm very much a people person. And I think that they are the biggest asset to our business. So your, the posters, I've been to many plants where we've seen the inspirational posters around the wall, but what really I loved about your program, which I'd like you to explain a little bit more here, is, is it was about your people. So could you tell me the, the safety initiative and how you actually got them involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, you know, I talk about making safety personal. That's what I that's what I wake up to do. And safety is personal, regardless of how you think about it. At the end of the day, you know, we we need to choose to be safe um, for our own reasons. So, you know, over the years of, what am I up to now? 17 years in health and safety, seeing a number of significant injuries um, and unfortunately being indirectly involved in some workplace fatalities you see the flow on effect that that has with individuals. So it's not just the person that's injured, it's the partners, it's the kids, it's the communities, it's the workforce. So, you know, little things like, um, if I can give an example, there was um, a guy quite well, many years ago outside of AKD. And I remember this really clearly that he'd worked hard. He was a hard, hard worker. It was a Friday afternoon and I knew this guy quite well because we were in a small small town and he had planned to go on a week's leave camping with his grandchildren. And it was the first camping trip that this guy was going on with his grandkids. And he was super excited. It was Friday afternoon before he was about to go on leave. Um, He had a couple of things to do before he went and he was racing up the stairs um, to go and finish one of his jobs, fell and broke his leg. So that camping trip didn't happen for this guy. Um, His grandkids didn't get to experience that first camping trip with Pop. So instead of that week being full of positive memories and that sort of thing for the family, he ended up, you know, being stuck on the lounge at home and not being able to do anything. So, you know, for me, making safety personal is is just that. We've got kids at home or we've got family or for those that don't have kids, you know, there's someone has a why 
and it could be a sport, it could be a hobby. You know, a, a, another example where a guy cut his finger off and he was a really keen um, guitar player. So it's that flow-on effect for me. So, you know, when I walk out each day, the sense of achievement isn't, oh, I've developed this great policy or this procedure. That's irrelevant. It's about everyone being able to get home to enjoy the things that they love. And that's what drives me every day. And I agree 100%. I, I've experienced it personally. My husband, 18 years ago, had a log roll on his back. And he was, you know, millimetres off being a paraplegic. Um, but it turned our life upside down. And as a family with young kids at the time, all of a sudden he he couldn't do the lawns. Um, you know, he was a tree climber. He had been a shearer. He'd been a – everything had been working with his hands. And all of a sudden he his whole life changed. And, and it was probably 15 months into the work cover program where he was – I, I came home and he was, you know, basically curled up and that's when it was, you know, so I, I know how hard it is um, having that workplace injury and, and it does, it turns your world completely upside down and we are very passionate about safety and always were and that was a freak accident but it does make a, a big difference to, to your life and as you said, it's not just the workplace, it's not just the uh, the increase in the, the work cover levy, it's about real people and, and, and people being affected and families being affected. Oh, absolutely. And that's where the posters come from, you know. So if we can have it absolute front and centre with our workforce, with pictures of their kids, with pictures of their motorbike, because that's what they do on the weekend, go riding, you know, it's that constant reminder Yes, yeah, so explain a little bit more about the posters. So how did you, what did you do? Did you just simply ask everybody? What, what was the process? Yeah, look, pretty much. Um, it was, you know, we've done different programs and and that over the years around this making safety personal. So one of the years we were looking at, um, okay, how do we make this more visual? Because, you know, the visual piece is really important. So it was really just reaching out to the workforce, asking who would be interested um, in providing, you know, because you've got to be pretty open and you've got to let people into the family photos or whatever it is. And so people get on board, some people don't get on board and that's absolutely okay. But we had quite a good uptake in the first round and, you know, the pictures coming through um, and it was really just a one-liner that I asked for as well. So why is it important for you to be safe? What are you going home for at the end of the day? So, you know, there were quotes, um, I need to be safe because my kids need me at home. I need to be safe because I love going out on the bike on the weekends. So it was just, you know, there's no rocket science. There's nothing behind it. It's really as simple as, you know, when you get home today, who's waiting for you or what's waiting for you? So, you know, we got those, we got those prepared. We've got the luxury of having quite a creative um, individual in our business that could put them into beautiful looking um, posters. And we've just got them displayed across each one of our sites um, in key areas. So when you said the first round, when you put up the posters from everybody else, did that inspire others to think about why they want to go home? Yeah, it, it has. So like I say, there's some people that really get it. Um, and I think when I say that, I think people, unfortunately, really get it if they've been injured. And generally, you'll find those that have been injured and have felt that personal impact that an injury can have, 
typically I like to use them if I can as the sort of ambassador to talk that way. Um, And when you walk around and you can hear people talking about safety and what that means to them personally, and when you can see people choosing and and displaying the right safe behaviours, you know that the message is slowly getting through. We're not there. We're not 100% there. We don't have everyone on board yet, but it's it's a step change. And how important was it doing, uh, you know, Shane mentioned that you brought the entire management team through personally talking to them. So how important was it that the managers led um, by example around the safety? How important was that? Oh, it's, it's critical. You know, if our leaders aren't talking safety, you, you don't get that flow that flow through to the workforce. You know, and, and that was the creation of the Safety Interaction Program. So it was a real combination of both of those programs coming together. So, you know, you can walk around sites, operational sites, and stop and have a chat and ask about production figures or ask about quality issues. And people are open to a conversation. But the minute you start to talk about safety, people tend to close up and, oh, I'm really busy. I'll, they'll give you an, an answer and then they'll try and get back to work. And it's like, no, this isn't right. If we can openly talk about operations and production and we can openly talk about quality and what's going on, what's working well, what's not, but then we have this level of people closing up when we talk about safety. That's not what we're trying to achieve. So the safety interaction program um, that we rolled out was to just open up a conversation. I don't think we have enough conversations devoted to safety. And it was an opportunity to really lead in with, you know, and I try and start all of my conversations when I'm out there talking with the teams around, you know, hey, Joe, how are the kids today? You know, or I know you've got a holiday coming up. What are you expecting to do? And then when you start talking about safety, you can have that linkage between, okay, that's an issue. Or if that's a behaviour, especially if you're going to have potentially a difficult conversation with someone about a behaviour, you can link that back to, you know, if you you run up those stairs and I know you've got this camping trip planned on the weekend, you know, what impact's that going to have if you break your leg? You're not going to be able to go and hook the trailer up or walk down the bank to go fishing. So the idea was to really, one, be able to open up a conversation and make, make people feel safe in having that conversation, giving them a forum to be able to just openly talk about what works well, what doesn't work well, um, and also that opportunity to reinforce, whether it's a a physical issue or a behavioural issue, be able to link that back and go, well, how is that going to impact you as an individual? So the uptake on that, you know, there was no, initially no formal process about it. So we don't go out with checklists and, you know, little black books and write down what we've seen or what we've spoken about. It was just an opportunity and a tool to be able to provide our leaders to go and have a safety conversation. And that's what it's about. And do you believe that the posters, because they are personalised, because they are people they know, that that employees pay more attention to safety posters, you know, or safety messaging because it is their colleagues that they're, they're promoting it? Yeah, and I think, you know, Kirsten, a lot of our sites are regional-based sites. So people know, you know, people know each other. You see each other in the supermarket on the weekend, you you know, at the footy and you come across work colleagues. So, you know, when they know you just want to be safe because 
you've got your two-year-old at home waiting, you know, busting to see you walk through that door at the end of the shift, you know, to, to then be able to go, hey, I'm not comfortable with that and let's do it this way. It just makes it an easier conversation because you know what? I've got little Joey at home that I need to get home to this afternoon. So that was the idea. Yeah. Well, I love it. And and so FTMA, I was so pleased when I saw it and I contacted Shane Vickery. He said we could use the idea. So in the month of October, FTMA will be encourage everyone to have a safe tea morning tea or, you know, bringing everyone in, maybe listening to this podcast and asking their employees, those that want to, what does a healthy and safe workplace mean to you? And the second question we're asking them is, why is it important for you to get home safe every day? Yeah. So a simple question, just as you've put, and FTMA will then be drawing members, um, member companies, and we will actually have some posters um, printed up for those companies. But whether you're drawn and you win, we just want our members to really embrace Safety Awareness Month, really embrace it and start to talk about it because I think as you, you've shown and demonstrated by the reduction in the, the lost time injuries at AKD, that by talking about safety, and I love the fact, Tony, that you said it's not about taking out the little black book and writing down everything everyone does wrong, but it's just about engaging with them in a discussion. I absolutely love it. Yeah, thanks, Kirsten. It's powerful and I hope that, you know, whoever gets on board just understands that, you know, we're all people and that's what it's about, looking after each other, looking after our mates and, you know, just knowing that, um, you know, we turn up every day and we go home and there is something waiting for us at home. Yep, fantastic. Well, thank you, Tony. Um, congratulations. I think it's really important to acknowledge those that um, do make a difference in our industry and you definitely have made a difference within AKD and I truly appreciate you coming on board and, and let's make sure that we have a safer industry moving forward. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you. Tony inspired me with the program to have involvement of employees to drive home the message of safety. Let's face it, safety messages are put in place to protect the employees, so it is important that they have a say on how this is done. AKD has given us permission to use their program and we want fabricators across the country to ask their employees to provide statements and photos about why safety is important to them and why it is important for them to go home safe every day. FTMA is encouraging members to turn their focus to safety for National Safe Work Month, which is October. We have compiled a set of resources to help members ensure their workplace is both safe and healthy. The FTMA National Safe Work Month checklist prompts you to 1. Review current safety procedures 2. Ensure you have a good work design 3. Consult with your employees through toolbox meetings and 4. Have a safe tea where you can ask your employees to complete their Making Safety personal form. At the end of October, we will ask members who have had employees complete their forms to let us know and they will go in the drawer to win posters designed and printed by FTMA. If members do not have the ability to design the posters themselves, as always, FTMA is here to assist and all the details have been sent to members. Thanks once again to Tony on her outstanding contribution to health and safety and for being the 2021 winner of the Innovation in Health and Safety Award of Excellence and most importantly, for sharing your initiative with the wider frame and trust industry. Until next time, thanks for listening to another FNT Time. Goodbye.